Thursday, May 3rd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges, I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry Sky News is reporting that the president of South Korea, President Moon, has said President Trump should win the Nobel Peace Prize. What we need is only peace, Mr. Moon told a meeting of senior secretaries, according to an official who briefed the media. Harry, we are now wondering, what is the motivating factor behind North Korean President Kim Jong-un, who now says he is all in favor of a denuclearized North and South Korea? On the one hand, you find this movement by the deified dictator, a supreme ruler of North Korea, moving toward what seems to be a very generous desire for denuclearization in the Korean peninsula of both North and South Korea without even demanding that United States troops be taken off of the peninsula. Is this an attempt to tweak the nose of China saying, look, I can build a much more beneficial relationship with South Korea, Japan and and America and rescue my country economically and let's face it, North Korea, the people are literally starving. It's a shot across the bow to China, or as some have mentioned, none of this started until uh, Kim Jong-un went to China and had these talks. And when he comes back, all of this begins to unfold. Yet what he is offering is clearly not the line that China has always demanded, and that is the removal of United States troops. Tom, let me give a little bit of a backstory. If you go over to Korea, there are 19 seminaries with thousands of Koreans in the seminaries, and and I'm particularly aware of them. I'm speaking of 19 theological seminaries that are committed to Presbyterian and Reformed theology and an evangelical approach to the Word of God and faithfulness to Christ. I happen to be aware of them because at one time, every single one of the presidents of these seminaries had been educated at my theological alma mater, Westminster Seminary, which has had a profound influence. Well, all of that came out of the great revivals in Korea. What people don't know is the great revivals which preceded the Korean conflict took place in what today is called Northern Korea. The capital of Northern Korea, Pyongyang, was a hotbed of the revival. Well, when the communist revolution came and targeted Christianity, they all fled south. And so many South Koreans actually have a North Korean root. And these South Korean Christians who dearly love the Lord and who dearly love their homeland, which is in North Korea, if that door opens up and they flood back in, there's going to be, again, quite a bit of either tension or accommodation in terms of religious freedom. And that is one of the conversations that is actually taking place now about the return of these Christians back to North Korea, where their ancestral homes were and their families and where the revival actually broke out that swept Korea so powerfully in the 20th century. So there are all kinds of factors that are happening here. The question that when you're looking at it in terms of statecraft, is this the wily move of this dictator cozying up to South Korea and by doing that, making accommodations to the United States and to Japan, 
because economically that's going to be a much greater favor to him than it is to continue in the relationship with China, which is making demands of him, but is not able to really supply the kind of economic firepower that they need to get that country back on its feet. But in a sense, Tom, this is a Gorbachev moment. In the days of the presidency of Ronald Reagan and his policies forced the Soviet Union into a military buildup and to an economic competition that they could not stand. And as it began to unravel economically, then the political opportunities opened up and Gorbachev then opened the door for conversations with the United States, which ended up with the proverbial tear the wall down and the wall got torn down. And the Soviet Union, as we knew it when I was a kid, dissipated into a series of various countries as all of these countries that had been conquered and brought into what was called the Soviet Union now gravitated out to their own autonomous rule. And then what was left in place was Mother Russia, or as we know it today, Russia. And of course, we see the present Russian dictator Putin trying to again reestablish the Soviet Union empire with his aggressive movements to surrounding nations. But back then, the economic unraveling opened the door and then came the famous talks whereby there was the denuclearization, there were the arms limitations that were placed in which the Gorbachev and Reagan negotiators came to an agreement that instituted a peace and an open door politically, economically, and culturally. And by the way, I remember in those days an open door spiritually because a number of us were part of various organizations that flooded Russia with evangelicals who would bring the gospel and also a biblical world and life view into Russia. It was so vast, this movement, that uh, Russia even had a kickback on it because it was almost overwhelming. And you can't help but wonder, is that this moment now with the economic unraveling of North Korea is a door opening up politically and therefore culturally and therefore now the open door to send the gospel into North Korea may be around the corner just as it was back in the Gorbachev days and the opening up and tearing down of the wall and the quote unquote Iron Curtain. If it does happen, will we be in a position as the church of our Lord to take advantage of it? There are a number of seminaries that are positioning themselves to be supportive of any training of pastors and sending of pastors into North Korea, which many anticipate may be around the corner. Now, what does this mean for President Trump? Well, clearly his approach to this has been in terms of statecraft, very unorthodox, When you had the calling of these derogatory names, we can unleash fire and fury upon North Korea as they were testing all these rockets. But yet at the same time, President Trump had sent Mike Pompeo on a back channel mission that seems to have borne fruit and be directly related to these recent talks between the leadership of North and South Korea and the profound statements of unreserved commitment to denuclearize the entire peninsula, yet leaving American troops there, at least for the initial time, while this process takes place. And would that lead to 
the reunification of North and South Korea. All of that is, seems to be up in the air. And these are exciting times to see what happens. May open up significant doors for the work of the gospel, moving back into North Korea, where it once flourished and overflowed into South Korea. Now it may reverse the flow back into North Korea, and great missionary opportunities may be just around the corner. From a Christian world and life, y'all end up with this. I am praying diligently that these talks move ahead. The arms control will be established. The denuclearization of the entire peninsula will take place. Conversations that may even lead to reunification, but most of all, the removal of borders and policies that have prevented Christianity from going into North Korea, except for those willing to be martyred. We have this wonderful missions pastor, Brian Winterstein, doing a great job of leading us, building on the foundation of our legendary missions pastor, Tom Cheeley. And many times he and I sat in Asia when we were there to do preaching, and he would say, Harry, I am praying that God would let me get the gospel into North Korea in my lifetime. Tom, it looks like you were prophetic. You had the timing wrong. You went to be with the Lord, but I almost have to believe that somehow in the presence of the Lord, he is still interceding. Lord, let's get the gospel to North Korea into once was a unbelievably dark area. They have satellite pictures. There is all kinds of lights in the South. In North Korea, it is pitch black. What a metaphor. May we send the light of the gospel into the darkness. Harry, thank you for your thoughts. As we close out, let me remind our listeners there's a number of ways they can stay in touch with Today in Perspective and Harry Reader. The best way is by downloading the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. Go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to this podcast as well as our five-minute daily devotional entitled Fresh Bread. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.